Indian football slowly but steadily is limping back to normality. The AFC Cup group stages were held last in the past few days where two of India's teams, ADK Mohan Bagan and Bengaluru FC, were, act- were in action. In the coming days, we'll see the national teams uh, in action as well. Both the teams, the men's team, are training in Calcutta, where while the women's team uh, are in their camp in Jamshedpur. So we'll be talking about all of that. And to take us through everything that is happening in Indian football, I've been joined by three guys, like always, who've been a part of injury time for quite some time and have brought in great insights. They'll also be answering a question this time around. So first up, let me just get them on board. Uh, first up is Abresh Mina joining from Delhi. Hey, Abresh Mina. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Doing good. Looking a bit different though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very much. Very much different, yes. Uh, but one guy who's not looking any different is Sandeep. Let me get, get him on board. There's some sort of what's normality up? there. Hey, Sandeep. Welcome yes. back. Yes, what's up? You look like... Doing, a... doing good. Moved into a new house. Bengaluru is treating you well, I assume. So far, so good, yes. So far, so good. That's great to know. And where's our analyst? Shlok. Shlok joins what's us up? from Bombay. Hey, Shlok. Hi, guys. What's up? Doing good, man. Doing good. I hope things are fine at your end as well. All good. Must. All good. Great. Guys, like I was uh, telling our viewers, uh, the little that have joined us so far, uh, Indian football is slowly but steadily limping back to normality. AFC Cup happened a few days back. Last match was held yesterday. And coming up, going ahead, we have the national team in action as well before the ISL kicks in. The Duran Cup is to happen. So, there is some sort of action to look forward to. So, let's just begin right with it. First up, the AFC Cup. Two teams from India were in action. ATK Mohan Bagan and Bengaluru FC. Bagan are through to the knockouts of the competition. Abresh Mina, coming to you first, uh, what did you make of this competition as a whole? Delayed, delayed, delayed due to COVID and finally it happened in Maldives. Three matches unlike in the past where a team could play six matches, but uh, it didn't matter for Bagan. Um, yeah, and I think it was sort of beneficial also in, in a way because you could just concentrate on three matches and it was easy permutations and combinations and you could just go through. I mean, it was sort of beneficial, I felt. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, overall, in terms of uh, ADK Mohan Bagan, I think uh, solid against BFC, very good. Um, other than that, all right, solid, got through it, got the job done. Got the job done. Sindhi, uh, is your assessment more or less similar or did you see it in a different way? No, no, they are good. I mean, we always knew they were the favorites going in, in the whole tournament. Uh, and they lived up to it, to, you know, two wins and a draw says good things about how they are going and a lot of their new players have come in so some of them are settling in Liston looked very confident so that goes well for them Amrinder obviously is an upgrade on just about anybody in, in the goalkeeper position they missed their two centre-backs but they sort of you know uh, they missed Sandeh Singh and Antiri but they were quite uh, quite okay with it they have Sumitrati I mean there is an embarrassment of riches in that team so uh, they, they just uh, they just all good I think they can go far also Absolutely. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. But Shlok, first up, uh, coming to you, few of the new signings uh, got their opportunities to play for ADK Mohan Bagan in this AFC. What did you make of them? You saw Amrinder in the goal. You had Ugo Bumo who had an extended run except for the last match which he was suspended. I, you just had to ask me, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Shows it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I mean, they're, they're great players, man. Um, Everyone can agree on that. I think Hugo just totally killed it out there. Um, he's like the quality of the balls he was giving, just like cutting through defenses, like just it was too good. Um, and and just following up with what Sandeep said, you know, about the depth that they have in their squad, you know, even aside from new signings, they lost two of their best defenders in Jingan and Terry, you know, uh, they didn't register them rather, but uh. Even then, you know, they did pretty well defensively. Like, they didn't concede too many goals. We, had, we still had Pritam Kotal, Mackey, who became a makeshift defender. Then Rathi came in and whatnot. So, even Subhasish can play as a centre-back. So, that team that team is just... I think semis is something that everyone was expecting early on. Semis or even finalists for a team like ATKMB. And, um, yeah, it's it's just... Um, it's crazy. If they, if they don't do well in knockouts, I think that's just going to be on them. You know, it's it's going to be underperformance. Krishna, as usual, just fantastic. Liston's added so much to that team. You know, we saw him creating that that uh, that 
the the assist that he gave in the previous match you know right. that was just quality from him williams you have like a bit of a jack of all trades in him defends well really good at shooting creates every now and then as well he was trying to do bits when bumo was in there yeah this team is like it's it's a machine man it's just a machine like even Ash- ashutosh mehta for that matter has come yeah. into yeah. the team on this time around sandeep uh, this this is a player who's consistently performed right from his Mumbai FC days back in back in I League went to Iswal won the title then had a good enough run with a Northeast United FC ISL time for him to shine once again yeah one title with Mohan Bagan also before he came here so uh, he knows how to win a very nice guy uh, little underrated because I think the media are also little to be blamed for this because we don't you know write so much about him only in the last uh, year or two we have suddenly picked up on you know uh, how decent a good player he is. But he had some issues with fitness, I think. Like he had to get that up, uh, which he has done now. Uh, he looks like a lot more complete player. But yeah, I mean that ATK MB. <laughs> funny thing is, they sort of play a conservative style of football. We might think, right? But okay. if you look at the tournament, they only surrendered possession to BSC. They shaded it in both the other games. With possession, Bumo was pretty crazy. Without yeah. possession, uh, Liston and uh, David Williams and this uh, Kedai Krishna are pretty crazy. so they can basically play in however they want there are some signs that they are trying to maybe slowly shift away from that defensive thing but playing in an afc cup knockout uh, as we've seen recently with uh, bangalore or uh, east bengal or whoever maybe in the recent you know one decade also it's important to have a very strong defensive uh, unit they bsc did it as a box in the middle with the four foreigners uh, the atk mb is doing it in a slightly different way and i think to the next match i'm not sure which which of the teams they are playing i don't think that has been decided yet it's not well, an easy today. yeah it's not an easy game but i think they can do it dude anything less than that is uh, interzonal final i think uh, my we might be looking at them and saying you know maybe it's a lost opportunity here but again this is a, a new yeah. club or old club or a merged club or merged long club decide <laughs> Yeah, because sometimes they use. This is the funny thing. In the tweet, I think they put two two days ago that they are playing the first Asian opponent who are not from yeah. India. But at the same time, you want the history of the Kolkata derby also. So let them decide, and uh, we'll proceed with that. We just follow suit. <laughs> But that team is great. Like uh, that team is great. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Sandeep, just carrying on from what you said, uh, Nasaf or uh, Ahal FC are the two teams that they might end up facing in the next round. the interzonal semi final which is to happen uh, in september before the interzonal final in october and then eventually the final in november uh, if you have to ask me that if if atk mohan bagan can win their next match their road to final looks more or less uh, settled because then they play a team from hong kong because uh, since asian group afc afc cup has been cancelled due to covid a hong kong team has directly come into the a, a, yeah. to the interzonal interzonal final so that also puts a uh, uh, puts uh, atk mohan bagan in an advantageous position to make it to the final and if that is to happen it's it's anyone's guess if if atk mohan bagan on that day in the final can go on to win, win the title or not continuing with this uh, discussion uh, abreshman are coming to you we spoke about how gobomo acts to a different brings in a different dimension to atk mohan bagan antonio lopez habas over the years we've seen him and his team sit back defend and hit on counter which which his teams have done very successfully in the isl but with ugopumo coming in does he bring in another kind of play into the team where he can play with the ball create for themselves and then need not just sit back and hit on counter they can create for themselves and score those goals yeah of course i mean like sandeep mentioned i mean uh, with bumo coming in they pretty much have the option of playing either way whatever probably suits against the opponent that they are going to be up against so uh, yeah i mean it just gives them a lot of lot more flexibility i think uh, because uh, with bumo i mean he can be uh, your last man also because roy krishna is also really good with putting his body on the line and defending as well so what bumu can do is be the last man when the entire team says in a defensive position or whatever and if you get one ball across to him 
he has the ability to run forward and whoever and obviously they have people who can who have really good speed so whoever can reach either bumu is would be in a position to score or he can set up somebody else in a very good position to score so yeah they i feel they this he just brings in a lot more flexibility in terms of uh tactically what habas can do with the team slow this could be the team to beat this time around like they can or go all the way with do that double which mumbai city fc did last time around yeah yeah certainly and that's something i've been saying since last season like these guys on paper are the strongest team as it stands started with national team stars really really good foreigners they retained their core but i mean history says otherwise so we, we don't know how it's going to go this time right? history they only been here for like two years <laughs> history <laughs> <laughs> that's the history talking about no history <laughs> uh, one thing they don't have though is apuya so like ஒன்ஸ்ட்ரோ What are your predictions? How far can they go this time? Who are you asking? Look, you want to answer that? Oh uh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I think we're getting the Mumbai fan. No? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I think yesterday again. It's like you have a lot of factors coming in. The the humidity in Maldives. Like you're playing a match at 4:30 p.m. before sundown and all. that does kind of affect the team you could see a dip in their performances of course losing a playmaker like bumu is a big deal you know and um that did impact them but i think he's he's going to be back for the uh, qualifiers right like for, for the knockout sorry yeah yeah his so, suspension yeah. is done it's a one match suspension yeah 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 so so definitely i think interzonal finals did should be reaching you know maybe even like the i don't know what the term is but like the finals like afc cup finals no, the final of the all the finals ha huh? that's that's also like on their side yeah <laughs> cool so that travel that that's your answer to the question who go boomer in or no edi game on magan have have it in them to go all the way in the afc cup is what shlok thanks guys moving on the other team in action in the afc cup 2021 was bengaluru fc a team that reached the final in the 20, 2016 edition and has been a regular in the till the knockout stages ever since even though they missed out uh, last time around when they lost to mazia in the playoffs sandeep uh, starting with you first up first big competition under marco perizzoli what did he make of this team yes they went in with just three foreigners but they were they were good signs as well right uh, i mean i thought they got better as the three games possible like the first game they were not that great and slowly improved in the second and finally the third I think uh, slow what slow said is very important here that uh, when they want to play that high intensity style of football 4 o'clock in that heat and humidity is really difficult uh, my friend was there this last week in Maldives and he was saying that sitting in the hotel only he was cooked so for these guys to run around at that uh, is not easy so you saw lot more energy from BFC in the last game could also be from the fact that they had lot more younger players in uh, fringe players in um that really helped maybe um, not to say that too many of them but some of them were in and they just improved i am really looking forward to seeing duran cup i want to see how they progress because slowly slowly they are getting better uh, i do think that team has a ceiling uh, which is below mumbai and atk web mohan bagan for sure but uh, let's see how much they can push because these younger players coming in is very interesting we have seen them in the super division and things we always knew roshan had that talent now he's got three games in a row he looked like one of the better players for the team but at the same time not impressed with some other players as much so uh, shivashakti is again another one the way he took that finish was very good like uh, we didn't see enough i'm not going to jump into this whole craze about the next big thing because he is good at the super division level he's making a transition here he started off well let's give him time to see if he can play as a number 9 we have to see how often a number 9 indian gets to play as a number 9 so he might be pushed to the wide wings and things like that vitesh agar is also there rudanta is there sunil is there so you have to see how much he play also generally yeah they looked okay i mean i was 
nothing surprised there were no results that they got was really surprising as far as uh, i was concerned all right abhishek you know, what about you uh, we saw an all indian midfield because they went with just uh, three foreigners one was an attacker and the two center backs you saw jayesh rani get a longer role his first yeah. his first big competition with bengaluru fc kind of impressed didn't he yeah uh, sure i mean uh, jayesh rani was particularly good especially in the first game when uh, bfc actually couldn't do much against uh, atk mb jayesh rani was probably one of those uh, players who actually did uh, pretty well so yeah i mean um, like sandeep mentioned yes they are sort of having a graph but i mean you can't really say it with mazia because mazia wasn't good in the entire tournament so you cannot really like judge how bfc are going to be based on that one game against masia uh, but yes i mean uh, uh, like sandeep mentioned i think duran cup would be a good uh, place where we can kind of judge them how they are going to be and probably how they're going to look in the isl season or what all at least what all areas they've got to improve more uh, they'd probably get a uh, say a longer uh, bit when they play the duran cup they'll have more matches to look at and see where they can get better than just these three games where obviously the heat also played the huge part absolutely guys uh, over the course of the uh, of the competition the group stages of the afc cup there's something that we were discussing in our whatsapp group as well most of the matches are boring i slept through most of the matches and <laughs> no one's to blame here but that's how it was but this ashok This last match that BFC played against Mazia, that six-two result aside, how do you assess, assess their performance? Because how and how much does that result hinder into your conclusion of how BFC performed at AFC Cup? Um, okay, so first of all, when we look at BFC, what we're looking at is like a coach inheriting a relatively new squad as compared to Habas, obviously, right? And given the style of play that he wants to train the players with, it takes more time when you want to play with the ball, when you're playing high pressing, it's a little more work to train the players with that. I, although the coach has been with the team since the last ISL season, um, I think, uh, you know, by it'll still take a few more months for what his proposed vision is to fully click. Um, I, I don't really count the the final afc cup match to be like a proper visual of how their afc cup campaign went because it's still like it was a dead rubber match you know and like it's sometimes when you see the score line go up like to maybe three goals or something other team defenders lose motivation and like it was a dead rubber game for both masia and bfc right so mostly it was just testing uh, the players what i would say about bfc though is that i'm not too confident about their defense I really like what they've done with Jayesh Rani. I like what Vidya Shagar did. I really want to see Roshan as well. But the uncertain part to me seems to be King and sometimes Sartak Golui. When we see uh, the second goal that Mazia scored, right, there was like that long ball right. over the top, and then he cut it back, and then they scored. That's something Sartak has been struggling since he was at Mumbai. The anticipation of aerial balls, and it seems to be that he's still slightly error prone in that regard. You know, and. Um, it's it's just i i think they'll be a bit of a fringe team in the isl this season they might just make it to top 4 but at the same time they will have to contend with uh the likes of jamshedpur and hyderabad as well so it's going to be tough for them uh but it'll be entertaining nonetheless so to add not- to that right when you look at the team and slope you might have your own opinion on this i want to know that because yeah. i like you i am not like a the what do you call Um, analyst numbers, guy, right? yeah or numbers he sees okay. the football much different than i do so Correct. when i was looking at it king was something that i also thought okay maybe that's not a great position that the king he's often in the wrong positions or he's making yeah, yeah. up for things that he missed out earlier and the, uh, his partner was okay yeah and against suresh also He's a very honest player. Uh, I don't want to clock, cop shit for this, but he is a very honest player. He works hard and everything. But under pressure, his passing has been quite favoured. Now yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't noticed this before. Maybe I was not looking closely enough. And now because you said the, there was nothing really happening in most of the games, I was just maybe that's why you were concentrating on these finer things. Uh, I thought that was the case. You can tell me once I finish whether I am right or wrong. Uh, I was impressed with Dan- Danish uh, and how he transferred from you know from a wide player to a defensive, not sort of a defensive player, not really, but he always looked to pass forward. 
which is something that uh, i look for to for an indian midfielder because a lot of us are you know, interested in passing sideways and let the foreigners do the forward pass so he took that role maybe obviously they didn't have a midfielder uh, of eric patel or anybody like that so these two, two couple of things that i thought were interesting i wanted to ask uh, slok about suresh also because do you have you also noticed this or am i just uh, uh, coming out yeah, from yeah. a very small sample size no i've noticed this about suresh since like last season or so in fact you know and it's something that bothers me quite a bit when people call him a playmaker or whatever because he's clearly not he's he's a very dynamic midfielder he's somebody who's going to keep pressing when the ball back he can carry the ball a bit but the ability to make passes under composure maybe even that final pass is something that's lacking quite a bit you know um i don't want to shade him or anything he's he's a pretty decent player but it's just not part of his skill set right now so i'd say yeah, i agree with you there danish as well you know i like that transition that they've made the thing is when you play a single pivot you know you need like a very robust ball winner in the center so his passing range is pretty good but i think he still needs to uh, prove himself a bit over there wherein if you're going against a foreign number 10 or someone can you actually stop that can you fo- stop a foreign nine or something like that you know it's a bit un- unconventional because you're thinking of suresh him and jayesh together and there's this like i feel like it's a sl- slightly lopsided towards the attacking side so i would worry about the defensive balance but i still want to see how that pans out there was also in the last game something that i noticed is kudanta was a lot more involved yeah uh, in the first first game he was sort of an island to himself on, on yeah yeah side. just on the touchline yeah yeah and a couple of times i think they passed him but i then i i don't know maybe it's because you know there's sunil on the left side and hmm. the interest is to pass to him right because he can do things you know he can do it's like how messi was with barcelona like yeah, you yeah. had you used to pass to him because you felt he can do something for you and in that griezmann got sort of uh, isolated same way here i feel udanta sort of got isolated on the right a little and yesterday we saw suddenly that header was a great header i, I think that was the best move that i saw in this entire tournament in terms of goals and uh, it he looked much better and uh, vijay sagar also showed he can score goals yeah. although it's very late and you can argue whatever you want but he scores goals so suddenly they have an option that is beyond sunil maybe to get goals because sunil i think at some point maybe will come into a number 10 role where he doesn't have to run as much yeah because he is getting older and he need to keep him fresh to be at the to speak at the other end of the field Right. Maybe I was just wondering about the same thing. Udanta, hopefully he kicks on from here. He had a he had a good showing last time. Yeah, he showed some, quite a bit of confidence. You know, even that final part, very cut in, like he scuffed the shot. But you know, for him to not just go through to the touchline and try a cross, for him to go yeah. take it on his left and try a shot, like he was getting space. But at the same time, it's something you want to see from a player of that caliber, right? Like you know, players with confidence. If you're final up, you're trying to go. You're trying to go, and and basically, yeah, that's. I think maybe maybe just um gravitating away from Sunil Chetri might just give him that extra bit of the ball that he needs to see or the confidence that he needs but yeah but before we move on there are a few questions that our listeners had sent in first of this question is uh, is primarily for Sandeep because uh, that's what our listener asked uh Shubhash wants to know can Bengaluru FC dominate ISL under Marco Perizzi and views on BFC's new signing Uh, it's tough to say right uh, because when i spoke to people who played against bfc in the early part before the afc cup started they were quite impressed with how they pressed and how intense they were and how dynamic they were now the question is can they do it over 90 minutes if you can do it over 90 minutes maybe you will have a ability to do that i think they'll have five substitutions so you can always freshen up the team as well like yesterday changed the whole midfield i think so uh, that way it makes there is a chance but when i look at their signings this is my honest uh, assessment i look at their signings and jayesh is one good signing that i feel okay he is going to be one of the main players here especially with one less foreigner he in midfield he is going to be very important but the rest of them viteshakar is a goal scorer he's had a great season but he had one good season and we have seen this many times when it doesn't carry on i hope it doesn't happen but here's one danish farooq also is untested at this level so we have to see if he can uh, settle in the new they have a foreign striker as well uh, prince. prince again we don't know anything about him i hope he can come good he'll be like to the old days and not like the last few strikers they had and they, he can continue scoring clayton is a good player but overall i think uh, 
if you look at the other teams right atk and mb and mumbai they are front runners they have signed people they have thrown salary cap out of the window and then uh, continue to do this what salary cap <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you have uh, goa who have i don't they again their foreign players history which suggests their foreign players uh, recruitment is great but they have a very solid team that is already there under a coach who over delivered with that team last year so i feel like they can push on hyderabad has kept their core they have lost saridani right. but they have signed off with him and they have added yuvanan also who is a better defender than what they had who can pass the ball as well so they have two center backs who are very good at passing the ball one indian as well so they have improved and you look around Kerala Blasters again. I don't know what's going to happen with them. Uh, a lot of the signings. Have. But that's been the case every time, right? You never know what's happening. Yeah. So Kerala, Kerala Jamshedpur, Odisha, Northeast, and all. You put it in one bag. Like they might be able to do well. They won't be able to do well. And then that's what's happening with. I understand Blasters. that, Naveen. <laughs> <laughs> And then you have Chennai, who is either a hit or a bust, because that's the way they go. And Chennai also have the ability to not do well in the first half, and then suddenly beat everybody in the second half. So they've done this twice. So you can't write them off until probably closer to the end of the season. So in it, making you know sort of uh, like how the other teams have improved, I, I think top four is going to be very difficult. But we that's it. BFC, if they have their youngsters coming through. Because their B team has quite a large number of good players, and if Leon, uh, Roshan, uh, Shivashakti, again, I don't know with two foreign strikers how much he is going to play. But uh, these guys, Vidya Sagar and whoever else is going to come through, mm-hmm. maybe there is a chance. To we have to wait, but I don't think they will dominate, especially considering some of the transfer activities that has happened in other teams. So, just okay. a question, Sandeep. Just a question. Uh, did you did you mean that uh, you think uh, Wanan is better than Odeona India? Yeah. Oh, uh, and why exactly do you think so? Well, because Wanan Wanan is one of those sees that uh, Rolls Royce car. When you're driving, you don't realize how fast and everything that is happening. He, he I don't take, think anyone would have used that yeah, analogy. Because Yonan. you never talk about Wanan. Right. You never talk about Yonan. You talk about Steven Essay. You talk about Tiri. You talk about all these people. You never talk about Yonan because he doesn't make mistakes. He is very calm on the ball. He has that ability to hit that uh, diagonal long ball to the flanks, which is with great precision. His left foot is amazing, and he's a left footer again, so he can play on that side. So I think he is a better defender. Just the fact that he nobody talks about him and he goes about his job very well. He is, doesn't speak English as much as uh, you would want uh, generally for communication, but it hasn't stopped him from doing that. So, I think he is a probably an update. I think he's the best centre back in in the country, foreign centre back. Okay. So okay. uh, I just uh, felt that uh, Ode last time around his positioning was so great actually that uh, he wasn't really dribbled past even a single mm-hmm. time. I think last season. So. I mean that just showed that his positioning is like correct like all the time, right? Like he just knows where to be at what time. So yeah, I just asked you because of that. Yeah. I mean it's a fair point, point, but in my head, maybe because I've seen him over four or five years and how consistent he's been, hmm. maybe that's why I was looking at it that way. Yeah, and I think Terry is great. No, by the way, just to say, Terry is also very good. Something. He's been great. Yeah, of course, no doubt about that. There's one more BFC related question that we have. This one comes in from Sammesh who wants to know Udanta is more suited to the left wing, but if that's the case, what about Sunil? That's for the analyst oh. answer. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm just the question on the screen. I don't know what's that. What that's based on. But I think that this this more or less answers what Sandeep initially said. Over the like during the course of the season or going down the line, we could see Sunil being withdrawn into a number ten role. Play to reserve his energy because he age is also on on the other side of him and things are not getting easier for him going down the line. Though he's supremely fit, there is no doubt about how fast and how fast Sunil Chetri can go on the professional level. But things have to change and things have to evolve at the new FC. And if Udanta is most suited on the left wing, Sunil could be dropped into into the center of the field where he could be more creative. Something that Sunil has shown us in the past, right, guys? You know, you know what I think. I think Ashik should actually be on the left wing and let Roshan or Ajit play left back. 
right? You, you because you have such a brilliant and talented attacker in Ashik. He's shown what he can do with the national team, right? Let him play in that role, and even Bidyashag has done well on the left. The way he's finishing off those moves, right? And yeah, as you said, Sunil could come into like a central role. He can play as a striker as well, you know, because now we have four foreigners. Say Clayton's out for whatever reason, or maybe Clayton can play as the ten. Um, and but you primarily, I think you sh we should be keeping Udanta on the right because there is there are just so many other options on the left, um, just solely because of that. All right. There's one more question before we go on to the national team and conversations regarding the national team. This one, this is, this is a question from one of our live viewers. There's no name, just the Indian flag as the name of the handle. The question is, what difference have you guys seen or found in Liston at Hyderabad FC and at ATK Mohan Bagan? Uh, Prashmina, do you want to go for this? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, see, based on these three games, I mean, I wouldn't say that we've seen too much uh, difference in that sense. Uh, probably he's just got more game time, so it just looks like uh, he has, uh, say, uh, given more or he makes a lot more difference, but that's because probably he's got a whole match to play. Uh, but uh, overall, I mean, his speed would still be his strength and his ability to take on and, you know, make uh, pass, make excellent passes to, say, uh, Roy Krishna or, uh, you know, Amanveer. So, yeah, I mean, overall, not too different, but maybe he just has uh, more um, uh, active and better players around him for him to shine more. Just, just getting the best out of him with yeah. the quality that is around him at yeah. ATK Mohan Bagan. But guys, Liston's role is not limited to ATK Mohan Bagan alone. Uh, he will be in action for the national team first up when the team plays Nepal in two friendly matches in the upcoming September window. The national team, except the players who played in the AFC Cup, are at a national camp in Kolkata before they depart for Nepal. Sandeep, Igor Shimaj has a lot, especially now that the AFC Asian Cup qualifiers will begin in February. A lot will depend on how well and how quickly India can qualify. I'm not saying that if India can qualify because that should be a given now that India has to compete at the Asian Cup, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. But uh, it's not going to be easy, right? So yeah. We had a tough time beating Afghanistan. We didn't beat Afghanistan. Uh, and beating uh, Bangladesh. So, you're going at the next level where... These clubs have come below you and then you're playing potentially... I'm, I'm genuinely afraid of Kuwait. Because they are there, because they haven't played a long time. So they are in the reckoning game. Because they, they were banned. Yeah, they were banned. That's a, that's a tough team. Banned, FIFA. And on this Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, Kyrgyzstan, none of them are easy games. They are Absolutely. very physical and some of them have gone quite ahead as well. So, yeah. It has to be. Well, but we recently won a trophy though. Uh, oh, yeah. Playing against the IFA. Something to cheer for. Something to cheer for. Absolutely. But just carrying on from, uh, from, from that question. Uh, Abhish, two matches against Nepal. Is that the ideal preparation for this team that is looking to compete at the AFC Asian Cup qualifiers? No, definitely not. I mean, uh, ideal preparation, definitely, like you can't really say. I mean, playing against Nepal is not something that will probably give you any ins any real insight into where you need to improve or what you need to do against bigger teams. Uh, so, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much um, AIFF has been able to have conversations with other federations in Asia and stuff. Uh, but they say because of COVID uh, restrictions, they've not been able to set up games against better teams. I don't know um, if uh, they've had like conversations against more of Asian federations, I would say. I mean, European right now, it's difficult. But, uh, I mean, Asian, I'm not really sure. I'm not sure that uh, most countries have regulations against India. I think uh, Singapore has that, I think. But uh, apart from that, I mean, I don't really think that uh, most Asian countries have rules against India, like really uh, severe rules against India. So, I mean, I don't know where that conversation has been or what that conversation has been. But um, in Nepal, would definitely, you can't call it an ideal preparation for sure. Well, talking about restriction, I think UAE has recently banned e-visas for travelers from India. So, add UAE to that list along with Singapore. Yeah. But there are many more countries in Asia that India could have played preparing for the Asian, Asian qualifiers. This primarily came from the question that the rebel, uh, which goes by the handle Sayan Dusk, had asked us. He wanted to know our take on the friendlies against Nepal and did we think 
this would benefit India from from this. What if Indian team could benefit from this outings? I think. Yeah. and we answer that question the but, only benefit the only benefit if you can see is probably they'll play some sort of competitive match but uh, nothing really apart they'll just have match practice that's it absolutely but that's not the only match practice that this team will be having that is a saf cup but uh, there is a chatter that india could prob- probably send an under 23 team with a few few foreigners but there is no clarity there but shlok any match is uh, is good match right when in situation like this where international matches are hard to come by how many how many matches has the under 23 team played over the course of a few years i hope i read there's something on twitter about 11 matches in 6 years or something like that i don't know if it's true but we're playing an absurdly low amount of matches for youngsters you know like yeah we could say saf cup is good exposure but This is against teams that are just within SAF, you know. Like you would expect under twenty-three teams to go out and play against better teams, you know. Uh, back, e- even if it's against like a team like you know France C team, France B team, whatever. But at least it's better exposure than playing within this subcontinent. Um, it is good, but I think you know we say it's good considering that we're used to the bare minimum from this federation. Um, I would always say there's better to do. But Sandeep, how much can we blame Federation with respect to the Under-23 team? Remember, the team is preparing for that Under-23 AFC Championship qualifiers, where they face the likes of Oman, UAE, and one more team I don't remember well now. Uh, for place in that AFC Under-23 Championship, which is supposed to happen next year in 2022, there is COVID. COVID is still a reality across the world. India is one of the worst affected nations. Traveling outside India to any of the European nations is a difficulty. How much can we expect from the federation pull-up? Are you talking about the friendly games? Yeah, friendly games, under twenty-three friendly games. Look, I I am not a big fan of under twenty-three tournaments. To be completely honest, <laughs> because under twenty and all, I understand under twenty-three means you should be playing senior level football. That's that's my two cents. Correct. But yeah, I mean historically also we haven't done very well in this tournament. Uh, I think we never qualified beyond the group stages and you know all those things. So. They, we have a good team this time around. At least we have Akash Mishra, there is Suresh and Apuya, Amarjit, Ashish Rai, Rahul K. P. There are decent amount of players who are part of the national team also who are eligible to play on this. I think I don't know if uh, Thapa is still under twenty-three. I'm not sure, but uh, I don't think so, right? He should Thapa be twenty-three. Yeah. No, so I, I'm surprised. If he, I don't think I'll be very surprised if he will be under twenty-three. Yeah, he should be around 23 24 no, i think at most he is 23 he is 23 yeah so why so i have to be eligible for the competition next year next year uh, the 2023 championships next year so huh, yeah, yeah. yeah so we have a good team while they again uae oman and they playing kyrgyz uh, republic actually none of these teams are easy and two of them are restation teams also so uh, i mean actually, all of them are very physical restation teams so It's not going to be easy, and hey, I I am really intrigued to see what style of football we try to play over there, because okay. uh, with these players you potentially have a little more chance of playing a little more possession-based football, because uh, Ashish Rai and Akash Mishra are quite capable of handling the ball. So uh, Apuya is there, Amarjit is there. Apuya especially is extremely comfortable on the ball, yeah. and they have Deeraj also, who's in the last one year since he came got to Goa has shot up a level like that. Thought he had gone down since you know that under 17 time and his level had gone down. He's proven himself to be one of the better keepers and possibly the next number one once we have the once Gurpreet's and Amrinder Singh. I mean, it's it's yeah. it is what it is. I don't think they'll play too many friendlies. They can play whatever they can play and don't play on it. But South Africa is here before, so that will yeah, be. That will be a good chance. I don't know if they are going with an under twenty-three team as they generally uh, should potentially do. The verdict is still out. We are yet to hear from the federation what kind of team. They could be. I mean, even Sunil had always said that send an under twenty-three team for sure. So that would be a great chance for them to play. Then they play Nepal only, one of the teams. Bengal, Sri Lanka, Maldives. Yep. So decent. Bangladesh by the light, likes of it. What you see over the over the past few years in the AFC Cup, at least. The club competition in Bangladesh has improved, isn't it? You lot have of money the, in it. Yes. Lot of money in it, and the, the quality is also slowly but steadily improving. Yeah. You've seen teams like uh, 
Abani Data in the past and Basundra Kings this time around. And one common and, thread in both both the teams was Oscar Bruzan. And I'm 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 a fan of that man ever since he was in act he was an active coach here in India. And that is something that Oscar Bruzan has continued in Bangladesh as well. Yeah, great for him. Uh, but the the teams that he we are playing against here is probably the most uh, well-off teams in that. Correct. Their uh, Correct. budget is great. Their team is great. They have a lot of the national team players. The foreign budget, I think, outs is more than some of the Indian clubs. So uh, that that's what I heard. I don't know for sure. So uh, yeah, very impressive. There are a lot of money going into that league. So if we sit on our laurels as Indian football, uh, they're just going to go past you at some point. Well, another team that is uh, in action, in some sort of an action at the national camp, is the Indian women's team, Abhishek Mina. Thomas Dembry took over as the head coach after Mehmal Rocky stepped down for personal reasons. There is a very important AFC Asian Cup coming up early next year. Yes. Preparations are not ideal. There are no friendlies lined up so far. Yes, the federation in talk is in talks to line up a few of them. The domestic league, the domestic women's league, is pushed to a date after the Asian Cup. Things don't look good good for them. Um, no, it doesn't, and I mean, I think I mean recently, I think Aditi also did some interview where she did say the, she probably was in some live or something, and she did say that you don't, uh, the country really needs to have uh, more uh, proper planned structure for the women's game, and as uh, women footballers, you need to have many more games than what you get right now. So yeah, I mean, obviously that's been the case for forever. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, Abhishek sounds like someone who's resigned to a fate. Like, कुछ होने वाला इनका. So, जब जब को भी कुछ होगा, मैं तब cover करूँगी. Yeah, I mean, like it, it is like that. Yeah, you mean you don't really get anything to cover as such as well. And like, it's just like everything is in everything keeps like stays in the planning stage. Right. Uh, it like going beyond that. Like, seems like it's such a huge task. Like we mentioned it in the previous, uh, you know, the podcast that we had also, where we did talk about the fact that, you know, if you could have a league in a bio bubble for the, you know, for the men's, uh, why couldn't you do that for the women's? Um, right now they're saying that the coach, like uh, Denobi, didn't want uh, the IWL before the Asian Cup, so it's the Asian Cup. Like I don't completely understand the sense of that as well. I mean, if you're able to organize, uh, you know, say proper matches or tournaments or friendlies um, against, say, other nations, that kind of like that's okay. But if you, because of COVID restrictions, if you're not able to do that, I mean, having the IWL would have been made more sense because at least you would have had some matches under the belt. You know, and if you don't have the international friendlies also, and you don't have the IWL also, and you just have like uh, one month of national championships, that's not enough games. So, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I think you should know. move to Bangalore because at least in Bangalore they're doing some good things. With yeah, yeah, yeah. I I read your tweet. Yes. <laughs> so, do you? Th- how do you think the rest of the country is going to go around finding a national champ- team for the national championship states and things? Because IWL is not there. How are they? Yeah, it, uh, no. But the national championships teams, you would not really have it according to the IWL. They usually have like state players, no. And then you have the railways team, where uh, you have players like who represent, uh, who say have railways jobs and all. So they kind of like represent the railways team. So I mean, that is more or less the best players that you'd have from the uh, state only. And for that, they'll look at what who all are in the national setup. Who have done well in the previous IWL? There's nothing really other than that to look at, you know, if you're choosing teams. Well, there is something that uh, Roshan, who is one of our regular listeners, wanted to know. Abhishek, <laughs> I'll bring this to you. What What are you making of the plan changes of the IWL to increase the number of teams and the signing of Thomas Dentry as the new head coach of the national team? Okay, plan changes. Please don't believe uh, anything till NIFF completely announces that and you have that, like, and the tournament starts with that rule. Like, not just the announcement, not just the announcement. Yeah, not just the announcement. Like, just don't, like, please don't believe anything before that because, uh, I mean, uh, I think we've been hearing about the, the increase in the number of teams at the IWS since the past two years, I guess. 
and uh, nothing is uh, nothing has happened no matlab even the state associations don't know anything about that so it's like it's just like like i mentioned everything is just planning planning stage so um, i mean you you've got to go beyond that so i mean let's see wala hisab hai and uh, the signing of thomas thomas denby i think uh, sandeep called it out first <laughs> right here <laughs> so, Yes, this is the reason why you should listen into us because we cannot <laughs> such uh, things yeah. part of it. It was uh, it was quite a uh, like I mean given given how we function and uh, what we've been seeing in the past years with say both the men's and the women's team and everything. I mean it was like a pretty um, obvious sort of like that was the first thing that come to your head because you already have one foreign coach and then you have the Asian Cup coming up, so it's like you. the the federation would definitely want a foreign coach to take over because they wouldn't be satisfied with an indian coach so they want an a foreign coach so and the one who was available was the under 17 one so thomas then we comes here so i guess hey to ye bhi kar lo ha under 17 gets look over by alex by then uh, but the the one good thing that i saw in all of this was uh, priya getting the assistant coach uh, right जेन्यूनलीगो because gokulam kerala at that time they put a team together which they just basically got a lot of big names that's right. just generally how they do they'll go get aditi and then you know dalima and other people and all these famous players and put them together at that time so she's been able to make them deliver all that said the kripsa i thought outplayed them in the yeah. final but to still win say something about uh, the team that she has managed so i don't know how much of an influence she's going to have and thomas uh, energy but it will be great for her so that maybe maybe once the whole thing is done and dinner uh, be goes back to under 17 and they need a coach we won't be enamored by white man syndrome and we'll give the job to priya or someone like her hopefully hopefully yeah so there is someone at least she can take over the sort of a continuity i mean we can say all this uh, how much continuity there is in the women's football i don't think i don't know but uh, yeah at least on in on paper it looks like a good move. I do like her. Yeah, we can always hope for the best, can't we? Yeah. No, the thing with the thing with no, Maymol was also like um, she was uh, really friendly with all the girls in the team, and she sort of had a relationship with each one of them. And uh, they like it was like she was managing the team well. So I mean, Priya can do exactly that. I mean, uh, the, if having Priya and not just Denabi. Who's a completely like different person for most of them? I'm not talking about the girls who've been in the under 17 team, but for most of them, he's a completely di- new uh, person. So having Priya, who they can communicate with, say in probably a better manner, is uh, is some sort of a good help for for everyone to settle down. I feel. All right. Well, guys, that more or less brings us to the end of this episode of Injury Time. But before we go, there is a news that ISL will resume probably say by the third week of November, which has been the case over the past few seasons. At this time around, again, things look like it would be a closed door event with all the matches being held in Goa. There was a question regarding this. There, there was Sayan who wanted to know any new cities or places upcoming in the upcoming season in the ISL. I don't think there could be. A case for that. Anything else, or it's uh, it's going to be Goa, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Right. And one more question. This has got nothing to do with Indian football, but football at large was uh, one of Sandeep's friends asking us this very question. Messi is a good fit everywhere. I think he had come to Kerala last. I think they were really desperate. I think they <laughs> could have found better. Very last minute signing. My only sadness is that. Uh, I really want to watch Messi play. That's one of the great joys of my life. And no, the fact that he's gone to France, I'm never going to see him play. I get knockout, <laughs> the first knockout of the Champions League. And so, and uh, yeah, that's about. So he was learning Spanish just to go to Spain. 
Yeah. Now he's on. But we, we haven't spoken about the transfers. Because there was that. Uh, oh yeah, there's there's some some news happening on the transfer front as well. Few guys who are who have already moved, like Apoya joining Mumbai City FC, uh, making a host of signings. Uh, so so have Bangalore FC and FC Goa to a certain extent. But what about Dalian Fox? There's there's a lot of chatter regarding that, Sandeep, right? Yes. So this is the interesting thing, right? So we read the article saying, and I'm I don't care about uh, transfers in general. Like when you when. But right now you have to care and. Yeah. So this is this is the logic. So I love the fact that there is a chatter about transfers and there are people getting engaged and things and they are all looking forward to the announcement. It's all great for Indian football. Not something that we saw before, maybe two years ago, and now suddenly that's there and that's amazing. And kudos to Marcus and uh, Depriya and whoever else is doing all these uh, things. For me personally, foreign signings make no. I don't care because they come here. We have to see if they can adapt here because we can't keep getting excited about everybody, right? So uh, generally, that's my take. But Dylan Fox is interesting, right? So I had a tweet out also because they said he, if he wants to move to Goa, they have a contract that's saying that if he played a certain amount of games or uh, conceded, that we lost less amount than a certain amount of games, he has an option to extend his contract. And if he wants to move to another club in India, he has to pay forty thousand or four hundred thousand, some some number. I just feel like this is what I understand. There are a lot of people saying that the club wanted him to extend this thing, but again, I don't think they. I know that there is no contract between them right now, uh, from what I spoke to people. And uh, they knew Northeast United basically essentially has a non-complete clause, not in India. So if he wants to compete in India, he has to pay uh, the you know pay off the contract and leave. That's the this thing. So the question non compete was just limited to journalists. No, no, it's limited to everyone. Like <laughs> so, these are this is the thing, right? Our our good friend who shall remain nameless when humanity will always do. So uh, that's how the legal system works. In but the question is, if you want him to stay. And the player also wants to stay, and you can reach an agreement. Fair enough, right? From the looks of it, they don't—they're not that interested in keeping him, or they're not really talking, or he's not interested in staying. Now, is it fair to keep him from going to another club, despite payment or whatever? Considering they don't have an active contract, or that's what I understand. That's what, how it's been put to me. And it's just that they want to make some money. So, if the argument is you can go and play elsewhere and not in India. Maybe he got the best offer in India. A football player has maybe 15 years. If you are lucky, maybe 20 years to play. And these guys are not paid like how uh, the European footballers are paid. So they need to make as much money as possible in that short window. And maybe he got the only offer was in India, or maybe the best offer was in India. He wants to play in India. Isn't it's okay, right? Like you don't want him. He wants oh. to go. Just let him go. Let him go. Yeah. But you want to make money. But then I was talking to somebody else, and they were like, you know what? Indian clubs desperately need money because they are losing money so much, especially ISL teams. They are losing but so much. Any club need money. Like ask Barcelona, they need money. They are in debt. Huh? But those guys are in another level. But because they will make that money is because their transfer and all these things was stupid. In yeah. India, to compete in the tournament, you need to pay 13 to 16 crore, 15 crore, whatever. Correct. And then once you reach there, you have to pay for expenses. You have to pay the player. You have to do this, that, and then All you get the, nothing else. Yeah, then you get some money back, which does not break even. Like Parjindal last year wrote about losing around twenty yes. crore, and uh, this is uh, this is BSC. I'm sure ATK Mumbai, ATK Mumbagan in Mumbai are losing more money because their transfer fees are or the player salaries are possibly higher than that. So. We have to figure. So these clubs also are trying to make money in however possible, whichever way possible to sustain sort of staying in this level. Right. I just wonder, there's a bubble here. I just feel like at some point that bubble is going to burst. Can I add on to this? Yes, I, oh. one minute. I just haven't finished. Yes, I have to bring in some more things. <laughs> so uh, if if Dylan Fox goes to FIFA, I think they rule him on rule on his favor. I don't know if he has enough time to go to FIFA now, considering transfer windows almost over and whatever, whatever. And then, if you look at it other way also, Abhishekna wrote this article about Gokulam Kerala and what they did to their players. You sign them on contracts, don't pay them, you terminate their contracts uh, unilaterally, which is not fair. So you take them to court and then 
East Bengal and I think blasters were sanctioned or told they're banned, whatever, because of non-payment of dues. This is becoming more and more common. And there are more, there are, I am not even going to say names, but there are clubs that are taking money to let players play. So it's like, however you want to play, they're trying to make sure that there is money. I just hope in some way, shape or form, there is some sort of way that these clubs look at being sustainable. Because it's just, there is a bubble. At some point, that bubble is going to burst. You've already seen two teams in the ISL shut down and reopen elsewhere. Uh, and there is uh, multiple I-League teams who have shut down. There are legacy clubs who decided not to invest anymore and go back to grassroots and play the local divisions. So, where are we heading? This is the question. Here, there's a larger question. I just started from a transfer. And uh, yeah, Slope, please. The floor is all yours. Yeah, no, uh, just, just about the whole Northeast thing, there's something anecdotal that I wanted to say. Uh, this season, we also looked at uh, Luis Machado. Uh, his transfer was pretty interesting because what happened was uh, he went to a Polish club and after that, there were rumours. I mean, it wasn't a rumour actually. Uh, the club, the Polish club stated that Mumbai City wanted to get him on loan or something and that offer was rejected. And he and uh, Machado signed an extension or something like that. It was so it was very interesting about how instead of getting him straight from Northeast, which was initially a one-year deal, Mumbai decided to contact the club he went to instead. And I think that's another case of this clause coming into effect, wherein moving to you know another Indian team that might have entailed some sort of a transfer fee, which might have been higher than what the Polish club were expecting. That I was told about a foreigner in the 2019-20 season who Mumbai tried to get uh, between the season and couldn't get because of a similar contract. I won't name the foreigner, but this is this is something that's not a new thing, you know. In the case of Northeast United, this is something they do with I would assume almost all of their foreign players. Yeah, uh, they even, have the same clause in all their uh, yeah. contracts. And this was a foreign player who wasn't a nailed down starter either you know so even for somebody who didn't play as many games who probably didn't even see a future with the team going ahead this is something that they did just to maybe make some extra money or i don't know how it helps the competition like we don't want competitors to have him think because i mean you look at somebody like mumbai or goa they'll scout someone else and bring someone else maybe even of better caliber so how far does it go in terms of uh you know Putting down competition, I don't know, but as you said, it's probably just about the money. Yeah, and I'm not blaming them for putting that clause in the contract. Right? It's just yeah, I, it's, it's smart but, actually. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But my only thing is like, if you don't want the player and the player don't want to stay with you, then yeah, let him go, right? No, you know, also, also from what I know, uh, the foreigners at uh, Northeast United are supposed to pay for their accommodation. So, it doesn't make it a very great place for them to stay like that, you know. Like, they, they're supposed to pay for their accommodation if they have families. Just like if they have any person apart from themselves. I think that's that's the case as far as I know. So, uh, I mean, that doesn't make it a very great place, right? Like Because the rest of the club, right? that's the great thing about India, right? If foreigners coming here, they can they get put up in a place. They, they are paid salary and there is a certain amount of... Uh, what do you call it? The TADA types allowances. Yeah, that they get in in addition. So for them, it's a great thing to come to India. Like there are very few. Uh, Eric Parthalu was one of them who took his own apartment, not with the club. He he said he wanted to stay with his wife in in his own place and was uh, because he is one of those guys who wants to experience the culture. Like you can see him walking around the, this thing and enjoying. He had a very nice friend who was a, a tender coconut seller who he used to meet every day. So. Yeah, he used to talk about all these things and uh, was a very nice man. Like I don't know why we got here, but yeah, essentially it's a very nice uh, market for foreigners to come most of the time. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was just it's, it's an ethical no, question I was asking. I'm not saying anybody's right to, or anybody's wrong. Just to kind of add, uh, like not in not to all of this, but say in terms of transfers, uh, Gokulam is uh, preparing for the club women's club championship because they have retained Karishma, they've retained uh, Manisha, and they signed Ritu. So, right. I mean, I think we've spoken about it that uh, Gokulam at this point in time when the girls are not getting any games, they can probably sign anybody at least <laughs> in the country and That's everyone true. won't be ready to play for them because they just want games. So, they play football. 
Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, Gokulam is pretty much on the way of retaining the same team that they had for the IWL and probably um, have a few additions as well. And this competition, the Cup Championships, which will be an annual edition at the FC level, it need to be held in November. No, uh, 30th. It starts uh, on 30th October, I think, and ends on 10th uh, November. Correct. Fourth, fifth November, fifth November, 30th October. Uh, the three what matches. Sorry. There's only six days. Yeah, the three match days only, as of now. In six days. Yeah. Wait, not even seven days. No, no, no. Third, first match day is 30th October and 1st November. Second match day is 2nd and 3rd November. And third match day is 4th and 5th November. Wow. Nice. So, isn't there like some rule that you can't play within 48 hours or something? There is I a one-day gap. There is a one-day gap. All the teams play on 1st, 3rd and 5th right now. Yeah, so, alternate days, right? It's alternate days. So, you have 24 hours of recovery, which I don't think is enough by any stretch of I think there is a 48 hour thing. Like, you can't play within 48 hours. You need yeah. a gap of 48 hours. Yeah. I don't know if it's there in women's football or Indian football in general, but yeah, there is a rule but, like this. Uh, it's a, it's are, a common rule. It's a common rule. We aren't talking about Indian ball here. This is the MC question, right? Thanks a lot for tuning in. And we'll, we'll be with more on Indian football on social media and episodes. Until then, have a great and enjoy it.